This is the Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, the Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. So glad you can join us today. Make sure you subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where we put the majority of our um, shows, our video versions on the YouTube channel. We also put some other content for you to help you grow in your leadership and in your life. On today's episode, we are going to talk about Failure. Failure. It's a topic that you hear people visit about often. They post about it. They complain about it. They struggle with it. They wrestle with it. And they try and decide to do, you know, what to do with this idea of failure. So today's episode is actually called Rethinking Failure. I'm going to give you some things to reconsider about the idea of failure. What does it really look like? What does it mean? How can you deal with it? And how can you actually empower failure? Yes, I said empower failure. So let's get started. In designing today's episode, I opened Google, um, the all-in-all website for everything in the universe, right? If you want to know something, you go to Google. So I just Googled the definition of failure. What, what does it mean? And it was kind of interesting. The first definition of failure that popped up was three words. And those words were lack of success. So when you go to Google and you type in, what is the definition of failure? It gives you three words, lack of success. And I thought, boy, that's really setting everyone up for hopelessness, right? <laughs> If the only way we're going to view failure is lack of success, then that means we need to run from failure. But I'm going to shift that a little bit for the next few minutes. I'm going to actually encourage you to run toward failure, to actually embrace and go even harder at failing in life. The question becomes, why do we fear failure? Obviously, if you go by Google's definition, you fear failure because it's lack of success. It means you aren't getting anywhere. It means you're losing, I guess, in a way you could say that things are just not happening. And so we need to redefine what failure really is. But then the question becomes, why do we fear failure? Why do we fear the idea of not succeeding and of course, that goes to a whole nother situation where we need, we need to define success for ourselves, but that's not for today. Today, we're talking about rethinking failure. So why do we fear failure? A few reasons. Number one, self-imposed expectation. We have all of these expectations that we, that we project onto ourselves internally from the culture we grew up in, maybe, maybe you know, to dreams that we had. 
personally, one of the, one of the self-imposed expectations that I had was I wanted to be a best-selling author by the time I was 30 years old. I, d- I don't know why that was just when I was 16, 17 years old, I thought by 30, I was going to have it all figured out. Right. And of course at 16, 17, 18 years old, 30 seems like middle age, like life is halfway over. And then you get to 30 and you're like, wow, I still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to live for. And so one of my expectations was to be a best-selling author at 30. And guess what? <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And that caused a lot of turmoil within myself. It actually caused me to begin fearing failure because I hadn't succeeded at the expectation I'd put on myself. Is it an unrealistic expectation? Potentially. For some, it's not. There are a lot of best-selling authors at 20, 21 years old, but there's also a lot of best-selling authors for the first time at 60 years old. And so you never know how life is going to play out. But we fear failure often because of those self-imposed expectations. The second reason we fear failure is because of self-constructed concepts. In other words, We create this world in our mind that we're now holding ourselves accountable to that isn't reality. Someone might say with my personal example that wanting to be a best-selling author at 30, you know, what did I do to get there? Now, I actually did some things. I published some works and some books by the time I was 30, but did I really set myself up for the reality of the world I was living in so that I could actually succeed at that expectation? Oftentimes, we find ourselves living in a world that has been constructed within ourselves that actually isn't relatable to reality. And so we have these self-constructed concepts that then become self-imposed expectations that naturally set us up for failure, Google's version of lack of success, because we just aren't in a relatable fashion with reality. And maybe our plans or our strategies or However, we're moving forward with that reality, whatever that looks like, maybe they don't actually, you know, relate to the steps we're putting into practice. It's one thing to say, I want to be a best-selling author at 30. It's another thing to actually do what needs to be done to become a best-selling author at 30. The third reason we fear failure is because of projected expectation. Projected expectation is the expectation that others put on us. So instead of becoming a best-selling author at 30, what this looks like is mom and dad may be saying, hey, Mitch, you're going to be a doctor because our family is made of doctors. And that's what we do in this family. We're doctors. And instead, I want to be an artist living in LA, doing whatever. And so now my family all of a sudden has this lack of success, definition of failure for my own life, even though I've chosen the path that I want to go down. I didn't want to become a doctor. I didn't have a desire to become a doctor. I didn't want to go into the debt you have to go into to become a doctor. So I wanted to be an artist or whatever it is. Those projected expectations can actually set us up for great failure. And it actually even more sets us up for fearing taking risk and trying new things because we're afraid of what others are going to say. We're afraid of what, you know, oftentimes this is a family situation, right? Or it could be close friends. If we take a a leap, a dive, a jump into something crazy, we worry about what others are going to think of us. 
And that can cause us to fear failure. There's almost nothing worse than coming back and saying it didn't work. It didn't work. Well, the fourth reason we fear failure is the value of others. And it has to do with what I just said. We're so worried about what others are going to think of us if we try something and it doesn't work that we fear it. And, and, and it's, I want to say that is a substantial emotion. Don't doubt that emotion. Don't rob yourself from fearing and feeling that fear of what others might think. Now, the difference is work through that emotion, but don't overvalue what others are thinking. It's okay to have a close group of friends or family that you go to and say, hey, I'm thinking about this idea. I'm thinking about trying this. I just need maybe some, some sensible thoughts. It's another thing for them to give you their opinion, and that opinion now becomes the central value to how you live your life. So the reasons we fear failure, self-imposed expectations, self-constructed concepts, projected expectation of others onto us, and then the value of others. So then how do we get around this, right? When I Googled the definition of failure and it said lack of success, which no one wants to live that way, but then I also told you, I believe we need to run toward failure, not away from it. How do we get through that? All of those self-imposed expectations, the constructs that we create, the projected expectations and the opinions and values of others. How do we get around that to not be afraid to fail, but actually say failure is a key element to my growth? So here are three healthy ways to view failure because you first have to change your perception of things before you can actually start living them. Three healthy ways to view failure. And this can be for you personally, or if you're in a leadership position, I would even encourage you to use this among your team, reshape and re, uh, re, recraft and reframe and rethink failure among your team members. That's a valuable conversation to have. The first um, healthy view of failure is this. View failure as a class or a course. In other words, don't give failure so much value that you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't succeed at that, everyone's going to say something and I'm going to feel like an idiot and it's just not going to work. Instead, view it like a class that you're enrolling in. You're enrolling in this class called failure. And what you're going to learn to do is try all kinds of new stuff and neat stuff and cool stuff and stuff that makes you come alive. And you're going to get to really screw it up really quickly. And that's the way you pass the class. You actually pass the class by failing. So when you view failure as a class or a course that you're taking, what you're doing is you're learning what works and what doesn't work. I actually think that one of the gravest mistakes that can happen to a young person is if they have success too early because it spoils them, right? It spoils them when they have success early and they don't know how to turn or to face or to walk through when they don't have moments of success, when they have failure. And so rethink the idea of failure and look at it as a class or a course that you're learning what works and what doesn't work. Number two, view failure as a roadmap toward success. Actually look at failure as it's, it's guiding you. You're learning what works, you're learning what doesn't work, and you're walking through this idea of having a guide in life. If everything goes right, you're not going to learn very much. 
But when things go wrong, or when you have to make decisions, or when you have to pivot, or when you have to reshape what's happening in life, then you can really learn the good stuff. So view failure as your roadmap towards success. And lastly, view failure as your training. You know, when you're looking to change your diet or you're looking to change your life, or maybe you went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, you're faced with these health issues. If you don't make some major changes, you usually go to a gym or you hire a trainer or a coach or an expert in that area to help you find the health you need. So view failure as your trainer, view failure as your guide, as the person that's helping you shift and change and make the, the, the necessary needed um, changes that, are, that, that need to happen for you to find success, the changes that need to happen for you to step into your full potential and your full being. View failure as a class or a course, view failure as your roadmap. And view failure as your training, just like you would hire a coach to get you through something. View failure as that. Again, when I went to Google and said, what does failure mean? And it said lack of success. I just thought, boy, that, that's so wrong. Failure actually means that you're trying to find the gateway to success. So fail more often. Run toward failure. Embrace failure, try new things, learn new things, talk with new people, put yourself out there. You may have to set boundaries on how much you do that and you should, but just do it. Be to the work that you love to do. And when you can shift and rethink and reframe what failure means to you, it's going to open a whole new world to possibility and to potential. Share it with me. Let me know how you're viewing failure let me know how it's working out for you. I'd love to hear some stories about how you failed, fell flat on your face, and it didn't work because those are really the awesome stories within humanity. Thank you again for listening to The Mitch Gray Show. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, and we look forward to talking to you soon.